Welcome to the MD Show. You are in the zone with Bianca Banks and Jasmine Shannon. Two women touching on current and cultural events, discussing generational perspectives. We are mother and daughter, women of color on our grind. Buckle up your seatbelts and welcome to the, the MD Show. Welcome to the MD Show here on Voice of Reason Station, powered by Dash Radio. I am Bianca Banks. And I am Jasmine Shannon. With us today, a great friend, um, actor, super, super sexy. <laughs> Mark Rose. What's up, D? What up, Jazz? Thank y'all for having me. Shout yes, that's known, of course, you know, for his role um, as Tupac, straight out of Compton, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you for joining us. You know, we love you. We we appreciate you. We, gosh, I mean, we honor you. You're just, you're amazing. You are um, an amazing young influencer and, you know, just we greatly appreciate you. We're honored to have your presence today, so. Oh, thank you. I love y'all. Yeah. Even if you didn't say all those things about all those nice things about me, <laughs> I still love I love y'all, man. The energy has always just been what it's been, even outside from just this just here's family. I love y'all for real. Yeah, yeah, family, family, family. So look, let's just get right into it. I mean, we have so much to talk about. Um, of course, I'm going to, you know, we have to start with um what's going on in in today's times, the energy, the movement. You um well first of all, I mean, how are you in this in the in the pandemic? Let's start there. I mean, before we got into the all the police shit that's going on, I don't know if I could curse or not, but uh I was cool. I was cool in the pandemic, you know what I mean? I was I'm just vibing out and it's honestly giving me time to just get my mental right, you know, and just uh with everyone being in the pandemic, we're kind of like just stuck with our thoughts and what makes us happy and just, you know, so that's really where I've been just mentally on that tip when the pandemic started for me. Yeah. You know, I feel like, I feel like, like, like my energy has shifted during, you know, it's like first, I think everybody was kind of in shock, you know, because you're trying to like find your footing yeah. and then it kind of just you know, you then you like found yourself surviving in, you know, like in in what was given to you, mm-hmm. right? And so it like wasn't that bad. It was like okay, I can do this. You know, I know Jay, that was your experience. Definitely, I feel like I love peace and having time to myself to slow down and like think without, especially being in LA. Um, it's a lot. Um, And I think that it's also hard to find that personal time to like reconnect with those things that keep you rooted. And so I was, it was definitely a breath of fresh air, but also kind of scary at the same time, like what's happening. And like, this is, we're living in history and even like transitioning into what's going on with the Black Lives Matter movement. It's, it's, it's interesting how it's the time of everything. Timing is everything. And so how one thing happens and the next thing happens and then it's like distracting us from what's still happening. And now that, you know, COVID is starting to resurface um, back to 
you know, going back to being in, inside, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's keeping people aware and and they're I feel like, I feel like everyone's kind of finding themselves. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And I feel like why, what, when is the best time other than now to go out and find yourself or, you know, to, um, again, to just do all the things that make you happy. I feel like right now it's, it's, it's heavy, you know, we're waking up in heavy, heavy times. Like just every day, if you're not watching the news to hear it, you're hearing it from, you know, people on the street. If you're not hearing the people on the street, it's happening to people in your family. Like it's, it's just, you know, heavy, especially heavy for us black people. So I think finding those things that we just love to do and what makes us happy, it's important to do it. Definitely. And something that we wanted to bring up like with you is, and I feel like I can attest to this as well, being up in the industry as a professional dancer is the experiences that we have as artists um, going through um, this movement, looking back on those experiences in the industry, whether it's in rehearsals and uh, table readings and all these things where you may have felt, you know, the energy of I'm a black man in this room or I'm a black woman in this room, you know, in a very, you know, intense, mm-hmm. high success energy and how that is received when you walk in the room and they in, in, with the with the room full of other successful people from different races and how people treat you so we definitely wanted to talk about that yeah and maybe some of your positive and negative experiences yeah i mean i'll just start with my personal life before i reference you know um my work but i just think my personal life just I'm a black man. I'm from New York City. You know, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. We can just tailor that deep down, you know. So I, I, I've i experienced walking up, walking down the street with three, you know, white guys staring at me and, you know, what, what am I, what am I doing here? Or, you know, just, and a lot of these times people don't, racist, you know, don't have to say something. It's, they don't have to say something. You're racist. You understand, you understand what I'm saying? And they know that. A lot of the times it's on looks. A lot of the times it's on energies. A lot of the times it's, 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 and it's very passive. So they know that. I've experienced that a lot of times. I'm in a store, you know, I'm being followed. I am, and I wear hoodies. I wear hoodies, you know, commonly. I, I, I like hoodies. So, you know, um, whether it be in a store, whether it be I'm getting ready to purchase something, they assume I don't have the money, whether it be if I'm in just the wrong, uh, uh, what they consider to be a wrong area, you know. I get looked at like this in Beverly Hills. I get looked at like this in Manhattan. You understand what I'm saying? So those instances, for sure, I've experienced it. I think um, as I grew with age, I've been able to understand and and really, you know, put a definition to what, to what it is. Because when I was young, I just I couldn't understand it. Uh, Bianca, what you, you I was gonna say, did he say I, as I've grown with age? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, as I, I, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I appreciate you. You know, and you, it's like this is a, a reoccurring conversation we've had the past three episodes where, like, we really wanted to kind of like, you know, like we have different fun topics like Instagram versus reality or dating do's and don'ts, which that hasn't been able to air yet, which I, I really need that to air. But yeah. but but we're going to get into some of that a little bit later. But it's right. like, 
you know, it's like we would just feel like we we didn't want to be tone deaf as far as like what's really going on, like with the energy, like in not just the country, but just around the world, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this is a reoccurring topic that we're having as far as Black Lives Matters and mm-hmm. your experiences um, being um, a man of color in the United States. Like, I kind of hate, like, honestly, I do hate to say, like, like black and white because I feel like that's so, like, you know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. wouldn't, I wouldn't say, like, I'm a, like, of course I am a black woman, but it's like, I, I know that you're um, from um, the islands, right? Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? And it's like, and so obviously we we're, we're mixed race. And so, you know, it's like, it's like that, that black and white kind of thing is just, you no, know, but I would say that we are people of color mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and it, and it does feel, you know, different. It feels like when you, when you, you know, are um, in society that you, that you are treated differently, you know, and like you're saying, like, I know that, you know, being in Beverly Hills, being wherever, being places where, you know, you can afford to be there or places where, you, you know what I mean? That, you know, you know, you can, you're like, I can buy this whole thing out. I don't have, you know, it's like, you, you still have that, like, that, like thing over you, you know what yeah. I mean? Where yeah. people treat you a certain type of way. And so I really wanted to speak to that. And of course I wanted to speak to, um, to that in the sense of, I know that, you know, obviously you, um, I had the opportunity to meet Tupac, um, and I know that you've studied him deeply, um, having to embody him. How do you feel that he, like, what would his sense be during this time? Because I don't think a lot of people know that not only was he a rapper, but, I mean, he was rapping about basically him being um, an activist. Yeah, definitely. It's so funny that you bring that. And a lot of people miss that uh, all the time when they uh, referencing Pac, but it's just, yeah, if he was here today, you know, he would be on the front lines. I think Pac was just someone who, he was rapping about being on the front lines. He was rapping about wanting to do all these things. And, you know, from songs going to Brenda's Got a Baby and the list can just go on and on. You can hear always what he spoke about, where his heart was. And just waking up in the times that we've just been waking up this year, I just don't think it's something that will sit right with Pac. I don't think he would be in the house and down. I think he'd be active, whether it be, you know, just whether it be hitting these political heads really hard, you know, and or or standing in the front line rallying and marching and protesting or bailing people out who've gotten arrested in his time, which is, I just feel like he would be hands-on, you know, and with me prepping to play him, um, I, I got a really good opportunity to play him on the show on Unsolved on Netflix. Um, and just breaking down his character and, and, and realizing all the things that really, really made him tick, you know, and really, really made him analyze himself or what he's speaking towards. Or, you know, for example, if we can go deeper into that, there's an episode in the show where Pac was, um, it happened in Oakland, I want to say in 94. Um, but Pac was, you know, pretty much just crossing the street and had to endure police brutality. You know, there's a couple white cops who damn near beat his brains in, you know, and told him he was jaywalking. So he got a ticket for jaywalking. And there's photos of just, you know, his face rolling, his eyes rolling, his lip busted. And in that moment, that could be me. You know, it, it could be you, it could be you, it could be any one of us, 
you know, and and in that moment, as I was channeling him for that specific scene, I just felt like, man, I'm I'm all I'm doing is walking across the street. I'm hype. I just got my check. I want to cash my check. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's hot outside. Like it's it's good energy, and that's and he was robbed of that. You know what I mean? Like and it, it's it's unexplainable. It's unexplainable. And you're sitting in jail now with a busted lip, a busted eye, a broke nose, or just for what? You know, for what? And I felt that. It, it resonated. And still watching it now. Anytime I see any type of police brutality in shows and movies, it just, it, it, my hairs on my body raised up. You know what I mean? Definitely. So do you feel like a lot of the journey of playing Tupac, you know, multiple times has like kind of carried you in every situation even when you're not working yeah for sure for sure you know and of course there's the fact that you look exactly like him so you can't really (laughs) right right i can't get away from that aspect but definitely in terms of how i apply my everyday thinking now you know or just where my um my uh what's the word mindset yeah you know just just how i'm applying it and how i want to respond to somebody if, if somebody say some crazy shit to me and i really want to just wild out i'm like all right i can't do that you know what i mean like let's let's mm-hmm. let me let me make sense of it in many different ways now so. no i feel you i feel you you know i mean i just i just have to i have to speak on it but you know i i remember when um John, um, and I say John Singleton when I say John, um, told me about you and he was just like, you know, he's like, I don't want anybody to see him yet, but I got this kid and he's amazing and, you know, so forth and so on. He spoke so highly of you and just, um, you know, I just couldn't let that moment go by. Of course, you know, because when we talk about Pac, it kind of leads back to those ties with John. Um but, you know, it's like you really, um, you know, he believed in you. You know what I mean? And he and he believed that you were able to embody somebody that was so close to him. You know what I mean? Such a, a great friend. Um, a, I mean, the stories go on and on with Tupac. You know, John went to go see um, his mother. I mean, they, you know, he's been to Cuba to see his aunt and just, you know, all those things that just really like, I'm like, dang, like, you know what I mean? Like, like to do all those things and like to be able to really, you know, like even poetic justice, you know, just, just really like, you know, be around him day in and day out. Um, I really feel like, um, like you said, like he was robbed of a lot of things, of course, his entire life because, you know, he left us at such an early age, but it's really, um, it's really, you know, um, something when people like that just deposit so much into the earth and so much for, for us to, you know, to uh, to be valued for years and years and years, but they leave so early, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, and there's only a, uh, one other person that I've met that um, that I feel like um, has that same kind of like, you know, edgy, like, uh, you know, and, um, and, and that's you. So 
yeah, you're you're just amazing. <laughs> like, you know, it's like I see you. I've, I've I've watched your stories, of course, recently, and like, you know, it's like I I know that you've been on the front lines and you have felt a lot of that energy, you know, of of the protests. And like, it's so important for us to like really not let this moment um, die down. Mm-hmm. To add on to that, before we even get off of uh, John, man miss him so much r.i.p john Um, you know one thing that i remember i remember my first time meeting uh john and one of the one of the things he's told me that always you know stuck with me and you know we always we have these conversations aside and personally and stuff but he just always told me he's like yo shit is just gonna be happening in life period you know every single day weekly monthly yearly he's like but you need to write like write it all out you know what i mean there's going to be things that's going to make you mad sad hurt you know happy like and and you want to be able to connect to these emotions every single time whenever you you know what i mean and um yeah i, I just it's just something i take with me every single day every single day um to go on to the the front lines and being in the protest, I got arrested for being, yeah, for protesting. This is my first time actually being arrested. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy, right? Were you, were you in LA or were you in New York? I was in LA. This happened, what, like a month ago? The first, this is when it, it hit LA really, really hard. I, this was before... Um, I want to say before all three of the guys who um, murdered George Floyd got, com- yeah, got like fired or arrested. It was, it was, before- like, it yeah. was like those days leading up to the yeah. arrest. Yeah. You know, and um, I was out there with hella people, uh, you know, everybody was exercising their rights, protesting. And um, cops did their thing that they do being cops and they blocked us all in from both streets and had everybody in zip ties, had us out there six, eight hours. Mm-hmm. Put us all on buses. I peed on the bus and all that. That's, oh yeah. My yeah. It's real. It's real. I had to go. Like, I had to go. Wow. Gosh. That's yeah. crazy. Oh, but that was one of my questions, like, to just keep it real. I was like, how are all the people going to be going to the bathroom out there? <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. He wasn't trying to let nobody do nothing. They wasn't working with us. I'm telling you, if a bus can fit 300 people, they had like 310 people on the bus. And we sitting like this hours. Couldn't use the bathroom, nothing. But like I said, I'm from New York, so I went. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot to bring that up because I was going to be like, he's coming straight out of Brooklyn. (laughs) You feel me? Uh, I love, I, love, I, love New- I have a love story with New York. I just, I yeah. love New York. And you know, just a personal note, like last summer, I was like, we, like, you know, I really forced my kids to like, you know, I forced Jasmine to clear her schedule. And I'm like, we're going to New York because I wanted them to like experience that. And Jasmine, she, she hasn't been able to travel for just so long because of like her dance career. So it was like a block of time that she had. And of course, my little one. So we went and I'm so glad we took that trip because now, you know, they're they're banning us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How long? How long was y'all there when y'all went? Did you get really? to? 
several days, but it was like it was perfect because it was like around the time that like like the open was there, you know, and that's like a great thing. And then like I just took them everywhere. You know, we went to like, you know, we went to Little Italy. We went to, you know, this that and and like that's like really cool for them to experience because, you know, y'all's Little Italy isn't like. Yeah, yeah right, right. No, for real, for real. No, and that's like- always fun, you know. And we just went, you know, like Fifth Avenue and all that and this and this. And, you know, but it's like the whole Central Park thing and just like the little different areas. But they really, you know, of course, we went over to Dumbo and just all that. And we we got um, our our friend was uh, on tour at Madison Square Garden. Mm -hmm. So we got a chance to go over there. So it was like, you know, it was like. It was perfect. Like, you know, it was good. It was like. For the amount of days that we were there, and it wasn't that long, but it was like we jam packed it in. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, no, what was you gonna say? Jay, were you? No, I was just saying, I'm glad that we did all that because, you know, it's like I would not, you just, you, you gotta give it a minute now. Yeah. And <laughs> I feel, I was gonna say, I feel like everyone, everybody should have at least, like, try to if they haven't, just, visit New York once and really just, you know, just do what y'all did and just get a bit of everything as much as you can and soak it in because New York has such a, um, a energy to it that, you know, I, I feel we all can agree and with, and I think with me personally, it gave me such a, I want to say a street smart that I feel I, I would not have been able to obtain or get anywhere else. Um, I feel like New York just gave me that. So, Yeah. Yeah. You know. Okay. I definitely feel like traveling like helps with, you know, realizing that there's more. There's more to, you know, life than just staying in your bubble. And I think Mm -hmm. especially like just reflecting on anything that we did before the pandemic. It I'm grateful. Like I'm glad like last summer I think I literally went I went crazy. I was like myself must have been telling me like you better travel I think I went to Mexico two or three times I went to New York with that trip I went to Oregon like three times I don't even know but Mm -hmm. but both of us travel quite a bit I mean pre-COVID you know all of us do you know what I mean it's nothing and just you know whatever wake up you somewhere you here there and that is like for me it's just like um it's like good for my mind you know it's good for my mind. But if you're just tuning in, this is the M&D show with our guest, ama- the amazing Mark Rose. Mark, I have a question. So, like, kind of in this transition with, like, the pandemic, like, doing its bipolar thing, um, ha- I know that during this time in L.A., TV and film has opened back up. And the BET Awards are yesterday. So they're, and it's interesting, like, how they did all of the performances were music videos. Yeah. It was super, it was, and I honestly, like props to BET and like their whole, the whole movement of, you know, our culture can't be stopped was the theme, I think, for this BET Awards. And I just loved that they made it something from from home. I, I feel like they capitalized on the digital aspect of things and, a lot of, and you can see people's creativity, you know, heightened in a sense, and just 
Uh, I seen the award yesterday too. The baby, I thought the baby killed it. His performance and his message, um, Anderson Pack. I mean, just they can't be stopped. Like BET said, like we said, you know, they cannot block our culture regardless. And as we continue to see them try to block it, we just gonna continue to shine harder, you know, stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a trip. It's a trip, like where we are, and I feel like there's, you know, it's like when Obama was, you know, elected into office, and like you walked outside and you had like, you know, it's like you could stick yeah. your chest out, and you were like, oh, like you know what I mean? You were like proud, you know. It's kind of like that renewed sense, mm-hmm. but kind of not too, because I feel like a lot of people, you know, they're pissed off. We have all these Karens, right? Right. Oh my. What? Yeah. <laughs> we have all these Karens. I had a Karen. I saw a Karen on the thing this morning by your house, Jasmine. She was at the Trader Joe's acting crazy. Well, no, she wasn't a Karen. She just didn't want to wear her mask. And I'm like, <laughs> yo, they 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 showing out. They I feel like they are showing out this year. It's like, you know, I, I don't know if they they was bold before, but it's just something about this year that the mask came off with a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? And it's bold in a whole nother extent. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, all of that is just uh, a reflection of leadership. You know what I mean? So, of course, when you have the president posting, um, uh, what was he saying this morning? What was that post he tweeted? (laughs) (laughs) Talking about, oh, the white white power post. Did you see that? No, no. What he say now? What he say? So, some people in Florida, you know, like they ran to some other people and um, and they were actually all white, but the people, I don't know, they were golfing or something and they just started talking about white power and so forth. And anyway, Donald Trump retweeted it, retweeted it. And I'm like, and so anyway, like hours later, um, he took it down. But that was <laughs> whole topic of this morning and most you know like Whoopi Goldberg and Sonny Hostin they were like do you think that he because of course you know he he's like the master of I don't I don't know anything right of course he was like um <laughs> he was like um you know I actually didn't hear them say that and they were like do you mean that I'm like you know it's like he this is this is a person who really you know should be should not be in office he should not be in office, but he has a lot of features of like um, a communist leader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I just I feel like as much as we're um, protesting and as much as we're getting out there and using our voice, we have to make sure that we're doing that in November to vote. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? We have to. Oh, no one can see this. Is that your baby? <laughs> yeah. Everyone, Mark has his Frenchie on the MND show. I have it on. I brought it on. I brought it on for BNJ MND. What's his name? Gray. Her name is, is it her? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's her. Right. So, I saw, I saw something that um made news that Trump either I think re posted, retweeted, or edited. But I know a few weeks ago, there was a video that you guys, I'm sure, probably seen too, where it was uh, a two little kids, you know, a white baby and a black baby, and they was running towards each other, um, you know, trying to give each other a hug. 
or so. I'm not sure if y'all, y'all saw that, but it went viral. You know, it, it made news. Everyone, it became one of those, oh, such a nice video. Look at these two kids. They, you know, it became a meme. That's how people feel when quarantine is over, et cetera. You know, and I agree, but, but Trump posted a different version to that clip that everyone's seen. And, and the, it, it shows the black kid running away from the white kid. Like the white kid is yeah, it's chasing the black kid. And it's like, you know, I just feel he's working so hard to just change the narrative and, and, and yeah, and split us apart. And it's it's really, really, really insane to me. Another note, sorry, I, I just want to get this out of my head before I forget it. And shout out to, you know, us getting this whole Breonna Taylor law pass, right? Shout out to Breonna Taylor's law passing. Shout out to that happening. But I don't feel like it's enough because it's still it's still just crumbs and tidbits of what they continue to do to us because you're passing a law when a law shouldn't even be passed because we should not be in this in this situation. You know what I mean? We shouldn't you're passing the law, but y'all didn't arrest her killers yet. Like keep the law. Arrest the killers, keep the law. That's just my, you know, that's that's but. Yeah, and we got this other, you know, we have this this other thing that we have to do too, you know, with with this young man in Colorado, uh-huh. that just breaks my heart, you know, and and I think one of the things that <clears throat> that everyone is speaking about is that I, I think now because we have the platform to do so, um, and we have, you know, obviously there's um, voice and numbers, um, you know, but it just makes you like, it just makes it makes me really, you know, it makes me kind of cringe because you think about from like my parents, they were born in the thirties and you think about those times and, and like, really like how many names are there? You know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. how, how many names and, and what we've had to fight for. And I just don't, I don't feel that, you know, you know, that these, you know, that it's, it's always, that, that it's enough. I don't feel that, you know, um, like you're saying, like giving us this law or like now, like, like George Floyd, his family was, um, you know, they were testifying, I think in Congress or the Senate, uh, Senate mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, but it's like, it, we shouldn't even be here. Shouldn't be here. We shouldn't be here. You know what I mean? We shouldn't be here. How long is it going to take for, I mean, We've seen how long it took for them to even just charge George Floyd's killers. You understand what I'm saying? So how long is it going to take now for them to be convicted? And then when they are convicted, how long is it going to take now for them to arrest Breonna Taylor's killers? Then when they arrest them, how long is it going to take to convict? Then we have Elijah, you know, the young boy um, who they killed as well. It's like, then we have to get on his. They didn't even arrest his cops yet. It's as you said, you know, Bianca, it's just a long, long, long list that is after one, it's the next, it's the next, it's the next. It's crazy. Yes. And and that's something that um, me and my good friend were talking about. And I brought this up on one of our other episodes is mm-hmm. equality versus equity. Because it's, 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 you know, equality is giving everyone the same opportunity, but not everyone's journey is the same. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's you know, experiences are the same. It's like giving everyone the same, and that's part of the system, giving everyone the same, but then being able to alter it because of, you know, the power of the system, quote Mm -hmm. unquote, power of the system. 
And so, and it's about striving for equity, giving people what they need to feel normal, mm-hmm. to feel like they are worth something as an one individual person. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think that that's important to to understand the definition of yes. equity versus equality, and being able to give you know everyone the rights that they deserve, right? You know, yep. and not and not judge them based off of or give them less of an opportunity because right. of all of our, because of all of our skin, and that's what we're right. fighting for. Mm-hmm. Like you. you know, we we were talking about Mark. We were talking about like a couple, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a, a guest ago or so, that um, <clears throat> like that you know, it's really good. Like I had an Uber. I called for Uber Eats, and like the driver came, and he had like the BLM in his car. He was white, and he was. <laughs> You know, he was like, you're racist, you know, F you, like, you know, this whole thing. And I was like, yeah, you know, and I was really inspired by that. And it's really good that mostly even like wherever you, you know, are able to visualize and it's just so many races and so many, you know, just ethnicities and, you know, male, female, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, but I was like, I know that there's a lot of people too that that are pissed about it, you know, like. And I, I don't know if that's why you're seeing like a lot of resistance, but anyway, long story short, um, I was talking to my neighbor and I was like, you know, well, you know, talking about some stuff, um, some security measures that I was thinking about implementing at my house. And she was like, yeah, you know, because with all that's going on in the world, you know, I just, you know, and I'm like, but that again, it's like, what's that mean? That's, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I know what that means. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So you right. might as well just say what that means. I'm like, I'm not like even for all the protests that, that we've seen starting in, you know, Melrose, you know, Rodeo, whatever, Santa Monica, you never saw any of those people going to people's homes. You know what I mean? They they just they just want they just want the stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Because they want, you know, which I kind of agree with. I mean, a little bit of it, like. They they want to hit it where it hurts, you know. Right, right, right. and, okay. and mm-hmm. no, I was just gonna add. I was just gonna add really quick that I see, we see where it hurts because this is where the um the officers are guarding these these buildings. You know, the city hall, the the Melrose Gucci stores. This these are the the, the spots that officers are guarding. You know what I mean? So I just want to add that on to you real quick. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's like, so, you know, you still have that where I feel like people that are, you know, may may have been afraid to speak up or may feel that they have been judged by their peers if they were not of color. You know what I mean? That you do see so many people now, you know, taking that stance and, and really, you know, fighting the fight with us. But for those that don't, they're like, I'm here to let you know. You know what I mean? I still think that you're. Yeah, you know I mean? I'm above you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So right. yeah, so so you know, it's been it's really been interesting. I mean, you know, I have a son. He's he's nine years old, and I mean, we've literally been on lockdown since March. So you know, this has just been like some really crazy, interesting times. You know what I mean? In general, just to see the you know the progress and the ups and downs, and just it's like, well, well what's gonna happen next week? Right. Right. What's going to happen tomorrow? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what? You know. 
But so look, okay, so we're we're gonna we're gonna go into something fun now. Because you know, we were talking about um well, first of all, wait a minute. So first of all, I watched your IGTV, which I love. This whole thing about you, you know, um Mom, explain it a little bit about what the video was. <laughs> Mark, you explain it. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, I got you. <laughs> no, I so today I posted a you know, a video to my Instagram and my thought process on me putting the video was just something to be a little bit more detailed about who I am. You know, I, I feel like I just post a lot of photos all the time and maybe short clips here and there, but I wanted to just get a little bit more detail, tell my favorite food, what I like to eat, where I like to go, what I like to read. You know what I mean? So. It was really, really cute. Um, Okay. So your favorite food is? Crick, crick, crab, 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 crab. <laughs> Yo, it's like this. <laughs> I dream. I'm telling you, it's crazy. I feel like my it's mom. Crazy. My mom's upset. She'll literally like. We'll be doing like I don't know something. Nothing has anything to do with food, and she's like, "I'm gonna go get some crab." And I'm like, I look at her and I'm like, "Where is this coming from?" People who love crab, <laughs> it comes from within. <laughs> Can we please do a boil together? Right. Sure. Cool. 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 I'm, dead I'm dead serious. That is just so good. Um, On the so okay, wait, female crush. <laughs> Yo, Scissor. I mean, I was like, right? She, yeah, an intimate type of um you know, venue. And it was amazing. She is electric. She can dance. Yeah. She is literally yeah. her own vibe. So wait, yeah. so Mark, does she, does she know this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, not yet. I mean, not, not yet that I know of, you know, I haven't met her yet. I'm still waiting to uh, meet her, but who knows? I don't know if she knows. I was like, all right. <laughs> um, okay. And then, okay, wait. I don't know if I heard them ask you this. What is your favorite movie? Ooh, nice. Isn't that I, nice? I don't think, I, I don't yeah, think that's, they asked that. Uh, that's a good one. That is, and it is. I mean, honestly, clap, like, Boys in the Hood, I think right now is leading it. Yeah, I mean, I know, crazy. I know, I know. Oh man, and and Ooh. that was before even you know just mm -hmm. how everything had happened and yeah, Boys in the Hood would have to be mine. I want to know y'all two's real quick. What's y'all favorite movies? Now that y'all threw me on there real quick, I want to know. Their eyes is getting big, by the way, y'all. <laughs> uh, I have I I don't I'm such a movie person. I can't choose one. I for me it's The Wood, um, Baby Boy, and. I have like two like in my like film study time in my life. I would say No Country for Old Men and Fight Club. Like that's like the other side of me. That's like what he enjoys like dissecting film. But then the a film that I could always put on and just watch to the end and to the end is The Wood and Baby Boy. So it's like it's hard because it's I yeah. I wanted to be a director and I, I and a screenplay writer for uh, a screenwriter for a really long time. Um, and that's what I was studying in college. 
So I would wow. literally break down movies, have notebooks and notebooks full of movies. And I, I fell in love with um, those type of movies that are so different. Like, I love, yeah. Roman is a beast of a Western movie. Like, I don't really like what I think. And I even <laughs> reanimated that movie for one of my classes. I had to take a scene wow. from a movie and reanimate it on another, um, another uh, on, on a certain pro- program, and so I had to literally animate it, and it was intense. Was that hard to do? Uh, it sounds. Yes, hard. I was in the lab all like twenty four hours. It's very tedious. Like I could never do animation. Shout out to everyone who does it because <laughs> why Incredibles took ten years. Right. Honestly. You're too. What are your favorite ones, mom? Oh my goodness. Well, you know, obviously, you know, I would say <clears throat> that my first one is Boys in the Hood because wow. um that was released um when I was in high school. You know, even though I'm young and sexy, still don't yeah, get you it. Like you're in high school, but I was about to say you still look like you're in high school. But that crime was, again, you know, it's like, it was such a, you know, it was like, like the, the climate in the country was just really on edge because you had, um, we didn't have, we didn't, we didn't have OJ yet, but we had, we definitely had Rodney King, you know, and even, even when we look back at that and how horrendous that is. And then that this man just could not um, get it together after that. You know what I mean? Was really affected by that. And then the way that he died is was just really, you know, um, heart-wrenching. But you had that, you know, lived through the riots in 92. We were in high school or 91, I believe. Um, and so then Boys in the Hood, right? And so that was at a time where... Um, it was like Crenshaw was popping, you know, and um, and it, you you had you know the, the sense of um, I'm black and I'm proud and, and that type of thing, um, and of course that that movie just really you know it, it's like you were you were in the movie, you know what I mean? Like you were you were living that movie, mm. and it just. You know, it was like, I, I remember when it was released, it was like, you know, they had um, like metal detectors at the theaters and so forth and so on. And, you know, wow. and then, of course, to um, to go on and to uh, and to experience um, the rest of my life with with with, with him was just um, amazing and incredible. And and to really like uh, learn about. You know, it's like it's like the way I watched it then is not the way I would watch it now. The way I watch it now is the way he tells the story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you know when he tells that story, he's he's, he's right. Going, you, know? you know, and um and it's just such an incredible um experience. So that's my first one. Okay, and then of course Scarface because I I, I would have to say that the that the camera that some of the cam, you know, the way the camera was moving in some of those scenes and the way that some of those scenes were shot was just, yeah. Cinematography. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cinematography just mm-hmm. off the chain. 
and then there's so many more. I mean, I have like once upon a time in America. There's just like there are so many. <laughs> when you said when you said um see, I didn't know that. I did not know that when Boys in the Hood came out, there were metal detectors and such at the theaters. It reminded me of when Straight Out of Compton came out. I noticed that it was the same way, like uh, like in Atlanta and LA, I'm not sure if it was any other states, New York for sure, but like for the opening weekend and just like following the couple weeks after that, I mean, uh, cop energy was just real, real heavy at all these theaters. And I'm like, are y'all expecting, what do y'all, what, why? You know, like why? Y'all don't need yeah. to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute, but Mark, okay, I have a question. Yeah. So like, were you there, like, when Suge came up there? <laughs> Yo, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wish I was, though. <laughs> like, I, I wish I was. <laughs> I wish I was. I was there when Dre came up. When Dre yeah, came up. You know, yeah. I'm telling you, like, those times, it, during those times, and it's like, you'll never see it again. You know, just like the forefathers of, of rap in, in, in New York. I mean, it's just like those, the stories, like, yeah. like you know I mean? it's like, like driving down Wilshire and like half a million dollar cars in the nineties and like Dre and it just Snoop. I wish and, I could have experienced that time. I wish I could have experienced, you know what I mean? Like what that time was like, it had to feel good. And I always, I always say, I feel like I was born in the wrong era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we 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 need to go back and, and try it again. We not we not here. We not here right now. Right? Well, it's just a trip because a lot of those people, you know what I mean? They're they're not with us anymore. I mean, to uh, not Daz. Daz is still with us, but Nate. I love it, Mark. Yeah. When uh, Dre came, man, <laughs> that shit was crazy. When he came, like. Again, with straight, you know, if you if y'all can put my, yourselves in my headspace of just with that being my first project, I, again, I just moved from Brooklyn, so I'm like, oh shit, Dre's coming, like, like the Dre, I mean, like, bro. so uh, he pulls up on set, the big black Escalade truck, you know how he got to do it, you know what I'm saying? So comes in a big black truck, probably like 300 people surrounding the truck before he could even come out. Um and I'm just in the lot. <laughs> I'm just in the lot. I'm like I'm yeah, I'm I'm wait. <laughs> I'm gonna wait because I, I don't want to do it. I'm gonna wait till he come through. Came out his car. God is my witness. You know John was there. John was there the whole time. Uh, but like God is my witness. Dre got out the car, and it's like we're in this big parking lot in North Hollywood where we shot, and about 300 people in between. Just he got out the car, and I swear no lie, he looked straight at me. And walked straight over to me um, across the parking lot with the 300 other people following the shit. <laughs> across the parking lot. <laughs> he come up to me and he's like, yo, we need a photo. I said, cool. <laughs> we got however many photos you want to take. Let's take it. I don't took Matt. We took, and that's the photo that um, F. Gary Gray, the director of Strata Compton, posted. Um, it's me, F. Gary Gray, um, Dr. Dre. And man, it was just just surreal. This is energy, just oh my god, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was like, and I feel, I feel like the movie was uh, so well done. <clears throat> it's, it's crazy. Okay. I'm such a blessing, you know, to be a part of something like that. And I, I, and I'm not just saying it because I'm a part of it, but I really, really feel in, you know, 10, 20, 15, 30 years straight out of Compton will be one of those movies that we talk about just as classics. And it's like, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. And you know, it's crazy too, because um, one of my friends, she works at, um, what is it, 8300 or 6300, the old death row. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. <laughs> but it's like offices. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, when you think about just the presence that, you know, that he had and Death Row had and all those um, artists at the time, I mean, that was just because, again, what, you know, to your point earlier, it was like, you know, um, I don't know, I don't even know if you said that today, but, you know, like just the whole East Coast, West Coast. And during that time, you had that divide and like the Biggie, Faith, Puff, you know, and it was just, it's just, uh, I mean, that was just, you know, amazing. So, yeah, I'm I'm glad that you're able to like to share that with us and that you experienced it because you're able to tell that story generationally. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that you and that you've met those, you know, those uh, the actual, you know, yeah. well, some of the people. <laughs> right, right, right. Most deaf. Um, but okay, so. What else do we want to ask you? Okay, so favorite movies. So we talked about the movies. We talked about the food. So you don't have a favorite car. <laughs> I don't have a favorite car. Your Jeep. So, yeah, yeah. My Jeep. My Jeep that I got right now is my favorite car. I just got my license. Um, <laughs> I want to say like 2008, 17. Ending you know up. Because that's like, that's like a New York thing. <laughs> yeah, for real. For real, yep. Definitely New York thing. In New York, you know, you're good with the bus, the train, the easy, easy, easy or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was time. It was time. Good, good. Okay, so if you had to, um, if you had to tell your children about the times that you're living in right now, what would you say? <laughs> Yo. Yeah, like I would tell them it's it's a blessing, one, that I'm here today to tell you this these type of stories. You know, I'll tell them that I was arrested for doing what I believed in, which is protesting. You know, I, I would tell them what racism is like. So when they experience it, you know, they would know and they wouldn't be confused. And um, it's, it's, it's such a crazy time, man, because I feel like though I don't have no kids, I know that I would want to protect and shelter my kids. And, you know, every parent, I'm sure, can relate to something like that. And um, <laughs> I would just let them know, you know, 2020 was the year. And your pops made it through fucking 2020, man. You know? Um, how many kids do you want? I want two. I want one two. girl? Yeah. Do you want, want one older than the, you know? I want one I want both to be close in age. I think so they can always have that, you know, like I don't even need friends because I got my brother. I don't even need friends. I got my sister, you know. Mm-hmm. I love that type of foundation. I love that. Yeah, you know. That's how that's how me and Jasmine are. Well, maybe maybe that's who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I love when y'all do this. I swear I could just sit and 
I can talk for hours and just just go on. Just y'all too. I can't. <laughs> I don't anybody. I'm like, I'm always FaceTime and jazz. <laughs> As it should be. As it should be. Like that's beautiful. That type of relationship and chemistry is like I I would want something like that with my kids. Um, do you like living in LA or I love living in LA. I love living in LA a lot. I feel like it's so different from what I'm used to in New York, you know, and just to have that 50 50 of both sides. I could go to New York, experience New York, I could come to LA and experience it. Um, but I really love how LA pretty much like nurtured me and I, I became an adult in LA, you know, and just the things that happened for me in my life. And I'm able to do a lot of things in LA and plan a lot of things, create. You know, one of the things I, um, I'm i working on now, hopefully, I mean, we'll see what the pandemic is looking like and what may stop that. But one of the things I'm trying to create and put together is something like a clothing drive, you know, um, geared back to giving to homeless people. And, and the reason why I'm waiting, again, is because with being out and about, you know, the mass situation and dealing with homeless people, you want to make sure everybody's safe and in good health. But all that to answer your LA question. I love being in LA and I love just the energy out here. Views. It's, it's little things like views, the beaches, you know, you know, palm trees. Like we don't see those things at home. So I'm definitely <laughs> if, gonna take it all in. If you could live anywhere else, mm. where would you My next stop, I'm out the country. My if I if I live in Miami, I'm gonna go dirt broke. <laughs> I am going to go broke every day. Probably the first week. Probably the first week. But I love Miami though. Miami's dope to party. If I could live somewhere else, it's, I'm I'm going out the country. And I don't know where yet, but I know I've touched LA, you know, I've lived in New York, I've lived in Atlanta. Um can't live in Vegas, it's too hot. Yeah, I'm out the country. Really what you love about LA is it's not she doesn't get into the, you know, those ten degrees. Yeah. Nothing. Oh, <laughs> You cry and like your, your tears frozen from this. Nah, I'm good on that. Uh huh. But you know, I I love I love New York when it's around that time because I like to you know. The one of the that too was the dress. Your dress. You got your flavor because you know you're from New York, yeah. and I love to go in the winter so I can like get a coat on. You know, fly. It's like out here, we don't dress like out there, you know. No. But <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, Mark. Hmm? sorry, Mark. Uh, um, going into this new phase of quarantine, how is it doing for like the film and TV for you? Or like, how is the industry going? So, for so you? far, so it's, it's going good so far. Uh, things like opened back up, I want to say a few weeks ago in the industry. I'm um, in the entertainment. Um, and since then, they've been sending auditions uh, like a couple a week, which I'm super thankful about. And I think just being in quarantine is taking my my focus mode to just it's heightened it. You know, we in quarantine like I'm in the house. It's four walls. You give me a project. I'm a, you know, ex, ex, go crazy. yeah, go crazy. It's just so I love I look at it in that um, sense, and I, I'm not mad at it. I wasn't mad when quarantine started, to be honest. Like I said, I think we touched on that, but it's going good, man. Um, during the day, studying. When I'm not studying, I'm trying to work out. When I'm not doing that, I'm trying to create the, uh, the crab boil that me and mom going to do in a minute. You know? Wait a minute. Cause you have, and you have a birthday coming up. 
Oh, <laughs> oh man. See, I was trying to slide incognito with that one. I do have yeah, a birthday. Okay. Ooh. We're going to get We're going to have to. We, we, we got to do it before my birthday. Okay. Got to get the drinks in. Um, I love you. I love, I love you, you. I love you. I love you. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having um, me. How can the listeners find you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So follow me. Go, you know, go on Instagram, M-A-R-C-C Mark Rose. Um, I'm getting my YouTube game popping on. You know, my manager is like, listen, you're not ex- you're not executing YouTube the way you need to go crazy. So that's what I'm doing now. You know, check out my YouTube, youtube.com slash Mark Rose. I'm on Twitter as well. And um, stay tuned, man. I'm looking forward yes, to yes. Yeah, everything. So, um, Jazz. <laughs> well, thank you for coming today. We thank completely you. enjoyed being with Mark Rose on the MND show, powered by Dash Radio. So, we'll see you guys Tuesday. I am Jasmine. You can find me at Jazz Nation, J A S N A T I O N N. And I am It's Bianca Banks, I T S B I A N C A. B-A-N-K-S on all social platforms. Thanks for listening. I know. Mm-hmm.